You're listening to the Washington Weekly Review. I'm the Southeast Iowa Union's Kaylin McCain. It's the week of February 25, 2023. Our local stories this week feature more of the Brighton fire dispute, a different kind of harp player, and a railroad survey. But first, the big picture. Governor Kim Reynolds signed Iowa Senate File 181 into law Monday. The bill corrects an error in state tax codes that overestimated revenue for schools, cities, and counties. While the change was less than 2% for one type of property tax, local governments said it left them far shorter on cash than they were told to expect. Washington County Budget Director Cindy Sin said the change threw off government budgets months into the planning process. For Washington County, the bill represents a million-dollar drop in revenue. Late December, early January, the departments have their individual work sessions, and usually everything comes to me and and uh, to compile all those numbers into into the state budget forms. I mean, we didn't know till in the middle of the pretty much the work sessions that those tax bases were going to change. The city of Washington expects a difference of around $70,000. City Administrator Deanna McCusker said that left officials in a difficult position. They could either raise taxes or cancel already agreed upon expenses. It affects the general fund, which um, pays for our fire and our police and our parks and our library, um, you know, things like that. You know, if we have to get less money, something in there is going to have to be reduced. State representatives voted down an amendment that would pay local governments for the unexpected reduction using rainy day funds. That motion's failure on a party-line vote frustrated local officials, including fellow Republican and Washington County Supervisor Marcus Fedler. They're like smog sitting on top of the pile of gold. State, they don't want to any of it up. At a legislative forum in Kelowna, State Senator Don Driscoll said the state had no other option and that local governments were not owed the money of a miscalculation. From my perspective, you know, we caught it as fast as we, as, you know, the Department of Revenue could, and that was not your money to begin with because it was a mistake that was, mis- that was a mistake that was made. You know, as far as like those couple of months, you know, like you didn't levy for those tax increases, you know, and getting that extra money. I don't know how you felt, you know, how much money your town would have, you know, received, you know, if this mistake was granted, but you know, you're cutting programs that was never money that was supposed to be there in the first place. That's the big picture. Stay tuned for the local news after the break. This week's show is brought to you by Cafe Dodici. Stop by and enjoy a stylish dining room decorated with art from around the world, or have a meal on the European-style patio. Dodici's serves lunch and dinner Wednesday through Saturday, or you can come in for Sunday brunch. Dodici's offers new specials every week. The value meal features a three-part lunch special for just $12.12, and the blue plate is a three-course dinner special for just $21.12. You can double up your savings on Thursday nights with half-off bottles of wine. Treat your senses to a gourmet meal, complete with craft cocktails, fine wines, and richly decorated ambiance, all with a view of Washington's beautiful downtown. You don't need a plane ticket to savor Italian food and award-winning cuisine. Tensions are back up in Brighton this week after firefighters threatened to resign if fire protection disputes were not resolved by March 15, according to a letter sent to city council members. The letter was read into the public record by the city clerk. If the requests are outlined as outlined above, 
are not met by March 15th, the entire group of volunteer firefighters will resign and no longer respond to any calls. We are tired of meeting and feel as if we have been patient far longer than we should have been. Mayor Melvin Rich said the city was exploring alternative fire protection options, but that the city would do everything in its power to avoid needing them. One of those options is getting protection from the city of Washington, 15 to 20 minutes away. Rich declined to elaborate on other alternatives when asked. We're not going to need them, so I'm not going to answer that question. We're going to work this out. The city did establish a fire advisory board by resolution at the meeting Tuesday night, but it showed no signs of budging on other department demands, including an updated 28E agreement and new allocations to the fire fund. Rich said the city could pay up to $2,000 for fire station maintenance using local option sales tax, but could not legally transfer that money into the fire fund as requested. So we could take that money and we could spend it on the building as the repairs are done, the way we understand it, and this is what we was talking to auditors about, but we can't take $2,000 and transfer it into the, the fire fund. Some township trustees called on the city to raise taxes to find that money instead. Gordon Shilangoski said the increased insurance rates for residents would prove more expensive if the fire department shut down. 15% on everybody that's out there, isn't that worth that $2,000? A non-profit theater group called the Harp Players is back from a three-year hiatus with plans to perform the stage play of Clue at the Washington Community Center in March. The group's name has nothing to do with music. It was founded by a group of friends that enjoyed harp beer and being in plays. Director Greg Wiley said the group's proceeds from the performance would benefit a local charity, as is tradition for the actors. We, we enjoyed doing theater. We all did a lot of shows out here prior to that. And we wanted to give back to the community. And we, the way we could do it was put on a show and then pick a local charity. We have done all kinds of charities. This year, the money will go to student supply funds in Washington County schools. Our aim is we're not going to get a ton of money, you know, maybe a couple thousand dollars. So we want to be able to make a difference. And we know with, with these um, programs at the school district that just a few hundred dollars for each one of these will make a difference for kids. So we're excited to do that. The City of Washington has launched a survey for community members about proposed quiet zones and safety improvements for railroad traffic. The city expects to see daily train counts rise by 14.4 on average if a merger between Canadian Pacific and Kansas City Southern is approved by federal regulators. Mayor Pro Tem Millie Youngquist said the city needed more feedback before deciding to close any crossings or establish a quiet zone. We really feel that more people in Washington should uh, know about this issue, and also we want to get feedback from many more people. We appreciated the people that attended, but we really want to make out more widespread informational web. The city plans to vote on potential crossing closures and a quiet zone at its March 7th meeting. Youngquist urged residents to fill out the survey sooner rather than later. So if we could get the responses by, you know, the 1st of March or something like that, that would give us time to read the comments and, uh, you know, kind of formulate some, some logical ways to, you know, keep going. The survey is available on the City of Washington's website for those interested. That's the local news. We'll be back with the best news I've heard all week right after this. Todd Hahn Construction is an award-winning custom home builder with a 28-year history in the greater Iowa City area. Hahn's goal is to build you the finest quality custom home while providing you with a positive experience along the way. It's one of the many reasons they've been named the Iowa City Area Home Builder of the Year time and time again. A custom home is more than just a house. It's the culmination of a dream and years of hard work. 
Todd Hahn Construction makes that dream come true by always putting you, the customer, first. For more information, go to toddhahnconstruction.com. That's T-O-D-D-H-A-H-N construction.com. And now, the best news I've heard all week. A secretive group called the Yarn Engineers of Washington has yarn-bombed the city's square. The practice is a temporary and positive form of graffiti. Carol Ray, who has knowledge of the group's operations, said it was part of a global movement. It's the idea that you, you know, you show up and you make your mark somewhere, and then you disappear. Um, That kind of a mentality. You don't really advertise who is who, and you cover your face sometimes so nobody knows who it is. Um, But the nice thing, you know, the good thing about yarn bombing is that it's not permanent, you know, when it gets removed. And even though I have nothing against, you know, really serious graffiti, um, there is the problem, you know, of these awful things that get sprayed on buildings that are are not um, done with a good heart. (laughs) Thanks for tuning in. This show is a product of the Southeast Iowa Union. You can buy an ad read during the breaks by calling 319-653-2191 or support us for free by sharing a link to this week's episode with someone you know. That's all for now. This has been the Washington Weekly Review, and I have been Kaylin McCain. Have a great week.